0: this disturbing. Believe
1: it. Okay! What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 364 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo! And Shelly Nolan. Hello. I just want to point out before we get going, I, I don't realize that I do that. I don't do it on purpose, but we will just be in complete silence for a second while I like, gather myself. And then I'll just start shouting into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> to see you, you gotta, gotta get go. pumped up. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like,
1: oh, we're going. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> it's great every time. I notice it almost every time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it like wakes us up. So I'm never like,
1: all right, let's do this, and then I do it. it. Gets it's us like into this into like...
2: I mean, It wakes us <laughs> yeah. up. It's just like, oh, Locked so good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have a really fun podcast ahead, but before we get into it, I just felt like we would be kind of remiss to be like just ignore what's happening um and so we did want to say that you know our prayers are with everyone suffering in the middle east um war is just never fun and uh there are lives you know that are just no longer here and that uh is a somber and sad note and so to have a fun podcast and just completely not acknowledge that um it's been a little wrong so i just wanted you know our our thoughts and our prayers uh, mm-hmm. are with everybody that is suffering so Uh, From there, we'll get into the podcast. We're getting out about the new voice of Mario, the end of an MCU era, and a Gargoyles live action. Gargoyle? Gargoyle? Gargoyle live action. (laughs) And I was going to try to fit a pun in there, but now it's too late. I guess you could say that I've reached the uh, Statue of Limitations.
2: Ah! There we go. It was a stretch, but I love oh my it. Gosh. <laughs> you had to put in some work for it, but I love it.
1: it yeah, I got there. <laughs> we will get into uh, the games that we've been playing. Uh, for me, it's still Horizon, guys. Just, that game, I think one of the biggest problems with that game might be that it's too big. Um, it's, and yeah, that creates repetition.
3: For sure. I think uh, it's one of the main reasons I haven't gone back to it at all. Um, mm-hmm. I finally tried to install it today. Cause I'm like, uh, I need to make room for Spider-Man. I have a lot of
1: fun with the side missions, but there's so many side missions. <laughs>
3: yeah. Eventually, eventually I'll go back. But yeah, it's just, it is just so big. I'm so tired mm-hmm. of these huge games. I, say, I, I And it needs more
1: creatures. Games. Like, it needs more dinosaurs or whatever. More mm-hmm. machines. Uh, it has They're quite really a few, fun. but I feel like because it's so big and I'm doing so such repetitive things, it would be more fun if I had other things to fight besides what I'm fighting all the time um i got really excited because they kept hyping up this monster uh and in the this big monster in the desert i'm like oh i'm so excited to fight this thing and then it was something that i have fought like three times already (laughs) i'm like oh you should have had something like specifically for this mission that would have been cool that i had to like hunt down and figure out what it was because the way they were making it sound it was this like urban legend and i was like oh i've got like three of those in my backpack Mm -hmm. that makes sense three urban legends Um, in your backpack yeah (laughs) but (laughs) LJ, what have you been playing?
2: Uh, I've been playing some fun stuff. Um, After kind of beating Illusion Island, I was like, I don't really know what to play right now. I was kind of bouncing around, and then um, I saw that Mirage, the new Assassin's Creed game, was not like a budget title, but it, it wasn't like a full 70. It was like 50 bucks. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's not going to hurt my pocket too much. So I've been playing a little bit of Assassin's Creed Mirage, which I think it's a great return to form. Like, it's not going to be one of those games that's like... I don't think it's going to be game of the year or anything, or even be in that category. But I think it is super refreshing um, to have a traditional Assassin's Creed game. Um, I like Basim; um, he's he's the one that's in um, Valhalla, you know. The um, yeah, and uh, it's cool. You kind of get to see, which I was always inter- kind of interested in. I'm like, ooh, he's an assassin. Like, I wonder what his story is. You know, um, so it's really cool. You spend a lot of time in Baghdad. Um, it's real. It's a, It's it's interesting it's uh it brings back that old feel of the first couple assassin's creed games where um, you definitely got to watch your step and in restricted areas take that you know tear off wanted posters you know kind of a thing um very stealth oriented um the combat definitely takes a back seat Uh, i i like it i think it's a fun return to form and i think it's it's i think it's really good for lapsed assassin's creed fans especially um so I, I enjoyed it a lot. And it just feels like everything you do in that game is very, like, you have to be kind of deliberate and just in just in everything you do and the way you sneak in. Um, you can find multiple ways into um, an area, too, especially if it's, like, a main mission. Um, they have the thing where you can, like, you know, recruit, like, people to distract the guards and stuff like that. Um, it's cool. It's it's fun. Um, it's real nice. Mm-hmm um definitely want to play it more um you know i've, I've still been bouncing uh, around between some stuff but that's kind of been the big thing and then um something that uh, i actually we got a code for um on friday was sonic superstars embargo has lifted um already as well so it actually doesn't come out so at, at, it comes out tomorrow as of this recording so on tuesday um so it's been cool I've had I had the weekend with it. Um got to play with my nephew, he's a hardcore Sonic fan. I think this is the game like if you want to get kids into Sonic or if you you know you want to play together. You know, Tails was always like oh that's the little brother controller because Tails never really does much, you know, like you can just run around across the screen back and forth or whatever. Tails doesn't really have a lot of contributions, but this time it's 1 to 4 players. Um, you get these cool little powers every time you collect an emerald and so it's like you're intentionally collecting the emeralds like in the old games it was so hard to even collect them because you'd have to complete the bonus stages and stuff um it's a lot of fun there's different like uh since it was the deluxe edition every and i think they're coming out with a they just came out with a lego set too so there's like you can play as lego versions of all the characters you can play as um sonic knuckles amy and tails um so it was real cool the first time when me and my nephew, like, we got to, like, the boss fight, and it showed, like, it kind of zoomed into the characters and showed both of us standing there, like, ready to fight. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was geeking out, like, because it's the <laughs> first true co-op experience I've had with my nephew, and he's six years old. And That's cool. They finally figured out a way to... It reminds me of when, um, like, how the new Super Mario Brothers games are, like, four players now, you know? like So it's like those mm-hmm. have been, always been a way that, you know, families can play Mario together. Um, but I think this is the perfect way... You know, for siblings and families to play Sonic and to introduce... So what happens yeah. if
1: you get too far away from each other? Because I remember, like, Tails would just kind of actually control and fly up to you.
2: You can hit a button. So whoever goes off screen, you can just hit X and you'll pop back on screen. Like, there'll be times okay. where even he'd put me in the dust because he'd just keep going. Um, there's, like, little multi-pathways and little secret areas and collectibles and stuff. So they encourage you to, like, slow down a little bit, which... If there was a Sonic Bible, like, that would be, like, heresy um for (laughs) you know like but i think it's fine like it's it you know if you have to slow the pace for you know somebody to play that's not really like my my but my the way my nephew has played he's trained that way too because you know old sonic games it's just go so i'm just even like oh like i can't i can't look and go find to see if there's extra stuff because he's just gonna keep going um Mm -hmm. so it's it's real fun i it's not a long game i'm i believe it incur it encourages replayability um but it is a super fun time so I think like this is finally the way that like you know it's a definitely feels like a true multiplayer Sonic game like I know there are like multiplayer options like races and stuff you could do like in the old Mm -hmm. Sonic games and stuff and even Sonic Adventure 2 had like the battle mode and stuff like that
3: exactly yeah
2: um but you know there have been ways but I feel like this is to me this feels like the most true co-op Sonic experience I've ever played um Mm -hmm. Uh, the abilities are kind of kind of neat one of my favorites is um you can do this clone thing and it just basically reminds me of like if sonic did a shadow clone jutsu and there's like a bunch of like sonics on the screen uh <laughs> like just like f- you know you can f- take down a whole screen full of enemies that way um it's super fun like it was one of those games like i knew i was probably gonna buy like i didn't really i didn't go out of my way to even ask for the code or expect it i was just kind of like oh whatever you know like so i'm, I'm grateful that I did get to check it out, and I did get to have that experience with him because I literally I was like I, ha- I gotta buy a second controller, and I'm about to go to work, and so I literally had I guess at like GameStop you can get same day delivery for like some for items, and so they literally use DoorDash or Uber Eats to deliver your item to you. So like I had somebody come to my work and basically deliver me the controller oh, wow. after I paid for it, and so I was like this works out because you know like they're coming like he was coming right after I got off work, so. Um, yeah, that's just one of those experiences I'll probably won't forget. Like, it was was super cool. So, it's a fun game. I don't know, like, what the price point is, but I'm sure it'll go on sale pretty soon. But if you're just looking for a fun multiplayer, chill multiplayer experience, uh, I think that's a good way to go. So, yeah, that's it. Cool. Yeah.
1: What about you, Shelly?
3: Um, I'll segue off of that a little bit, because I ended up playing Sonic Adventure DX, um... And you mentioned Sonic Adventure Battle 2. actually, because I have them both. Um, and I was trying to get battle mode working, and I was so because I had some friends over, and I was so bummed. I mm. like it could not get it working, um, unfortunately. But uh, oh. I got well. I just was a, I ended up playing Sonic Adventure DX, and I played through Sonic's whole story. There's like if you don't if you're not familiar with the games, at least uh, Sonic Adventure DX that first one has like, five or six different characters to play, and they're, you're kind mm-hmm. of playing through the same story but from different perspectives. So Sonic is obviously the main one. Um, that's yeah. where you get, like, most of the main things that are happening. Um, but then, like, every other character you kind of run into throughout the story, like Amy, for example, and mm-hmm. Big the Cat. It's, like, part of me wants to complete the game like and, and straight up just, like, play all of them. But Big the Cat, I fishing in that game is, is not very good yeah his is like a yeah. fishing
2: mini game kind of thing like
3: <laughs> yeah it's really weird um very has a restaurant. super
2: short story if you want to do that one i think amy right. might have a super short story too yeah and
3: i remember it's just like man so much nostalgia again i'm not usually mm-hmm. someone who's like well i guess let me rephrase it i don't think nostalgia is necessarily that bad i just get tired of like oh we're gonna like always remake this or reboot this or whatever purely to make money for nostalgia's sake i'm like no i'm just mm-hmm. replaying an old game that i own okay like yeah. it's not like a new fresh thing right. it's just and i I'm played just, more of that
2: one than adventure 2 so like that's where i have most i played of the a lot of adventure
1: 2
3: yeah i don't <laughs> remember which one i played more of i do think it was kind of equal between the two um the chows were
1: so much better and
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah i agree i'm like i have my little chows i got my little golden boy from the golden egg
1: okay. um
3: i got a white one. i got um a couple others uh and i was <laughs> competing them in a, in one of the little races that you can compete them in yeah like, raising the
2: chow is fun it's
3: really mm-hmm. i mean they oh man not throwing them at walls chow. And, don't do that and oh.
2: on the dreamcast you could treat it like a little um like a almost like a tamagotchi because you yeah. can take the little dreamcast card like card and do stuff with that too um, i'm
3: saying like yeah. they they you could um in the
1: gamecube version you put on your gameboy advance oh.
2: yeah which is what i used to
3: do for sure I didn't that's cool but i remember yeah. doing that and you could you had know, like a little little place where they'd like walk around and you would interact with Stuff. Yeah,
2: I I remember doing that a lot. A That's funny. I just I remember you telling that story like a good few years ago on the podcast, the to the throwing party. them at the wall.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I think oh I got gosh. I think I got tweets about it. Yeah, <laughs> like but... you're a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those for context, guys, uh to get the bad chows, apparently you can use villains to take care of them, and they will be bad. Or you can just throw the egg at the wall. And it'll hatch and not love oh you, and you can gosh. just keep abusing it. Hey,
3: no, and it also will turn. They don't. I mean, it's to give them different personalities. So <laughs> I jumped on a couple. You know, to hatch on, <laughs> is that as bad? Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, um, don't ha- but you just could just use now. Shadow.
1: If you just use Shadow in Sonic Two, <laughs> Sonic Shadow, like
3: I'm talking so the first Sonic game.
1: Okay, Yeah. So Sonic Two, you could oh abuse gosh. Gosh. them, or you could just use Shadow the Hedgehog yeah. and like love them as Shadow, and they would do the same. It would have the same effect. But it was they so much easier just to throw them like, in a I wall. <laughs> yeah. I, I do want to... Uh, yeah. And then the other thing that I did was I left my GameCube on all night because <laughs> I didn't know that they died. Uh, oh. Just so that it could, like, evolve. And then I woke up to a dead... <gasps> uh, dead chow. Oh,
2: <laughs> no. Oh, yeah.
1: um,
2: I, I do want to add that. Uh, Shouts are my friends. When Shelly posted that she finished um, Adventure, I was like, "Ooh, I should install that on my Steam Deck." And so I installed Adventure Two, mm-hmm. and those games run. I, I mean, at least the second one runs amazing on the Steam Deck. I was like, "Ooh, yes. That's so cool!" I love Adventure yeah. Two. Yeah. Such so a good game.
0: I Adventure I was One was good too. But
3: very very nostalgic, and I'll and I'll play I'll play the second one as well probably too. Um, just because I I got them both again, and I was. It was just feeling. It was just so nice. And then he like the, Sonic music, 06.
1: the music. The <laughs> music. No, not 06. <laughs> the music. 06 so was an amazing experience for me.
3: Maybe I'll play it someday. Maybe. On a Twitch stream. Have to. <laughs> on a Twitch stream. I would have to. I would, I couldn't by myself. My, my oh, yeah. <laughs> there's no way I could have played that. My, for my keeps Odage, asking
2: me if I have Sonic 06 or played Sonic 06 because he saw something about it on YouTube Kids and I'm like yeah sure but then in my head i'm like we don't talk about that one
3: speaking of uh
2: (laughs) it was a lot of fun (laughs) really bad
3: games um (laughs) i just remembered another (laughs) game i played this week i forgot to mention it um i'll talk about it now so my husband he for some reason all of a sudden um found a resource so where you can play these old games by pangea studios pangea something like it's Yeah, he he found all these old games um, that him and his brother used to grow up playing on the Mac. And he's like, Shelly, you have to play these. And I'm like, really? Do I have to? So I ended up playing Bugdom 2. You play as a grasshopper. I never heard of these games, by the way. And half half the reason up. I'm mentioning this is c- in case anyone, any of our listeners ever played these games growing up, and if, if, it's, if I'm a It sounds, sounds vaguely
2: familiar. <laughs> um, no, it doesn't. So you
3: play as a grasshopper <laughs> right, I'm and a big if... bee stole your knapsack, and you're trying to get it back. And it's like a 3D not platformer, kind of like you're, you're roaming around these 3D spaces. What is neat about it is that like you know you're a grasshopper and so you're in the backyard and everything's big around you and that's kind of cool <laughs> that's kind of fun uh it's not a very good game though <laughs> but i did right. beat it i um, feel like
2: i've seen this image in somewhere it's just one of those things what is things. This called just... bugdum 2 bugdum
3: 2 and there's a bugdum 1 but i played the second one it's almost and just you know like what?
2: it's it's kind of nightmare fuel i just remembered feel, i
3: beat this game and i didn't put it in back in backlog i need to put <laughs> backlog it in backlog off. That counts. That counts. I did not complete it. There's,
2: there's things it's to complete like, it. I
3: did not complete it.
2: It's just um, one of those cursed images that I feel like I've probably seen before. It uh-huh. is like,
3: well, and you it's like It's like
2: a Mandela effect kind of thing. You commit war crimes in the game.
3: That's the craziest oh, part. That's so you terrible. get to this point in which you um <laughs> so you get to this point where you get in this little toy plane and I don't know how this has to do anything with your knapsack. But you're flying around, dropping bombs in anthills. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? This is part of this game? and I'm like, Sad. This, this is, I can't.
1: You're the bad guy in Bug's Life. Is it Bug's Life? Yeah. Is Grasshopper. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. It's like, I kind of, I was asking myself multiple times throughout this game. This experience, if you will. <laughs> Is this knapsack really worth it? All this effort? All this destruction? Um,
1: it looks like... What was that game called? Bad Fur Day? Conqueror's Bad Fur Day? Yes. Yeah. It looks kind of like that.
3: Yeah. So uh, It
1: probably looks a lot like Bug's Life N64. I bet it does.
3: I'm really curious if... Any of our listeners who played this game and know what the heck it, I'm talking
2: that's why I like about. it. Just feels like a Mandela effect kind of a thing. Like, I feel like I 100% that, looks like
1: Bugs Life 64. I've seen that
2: art. I've seen Mac that for art, like seen that art somewhere. Like, yeah. I feel like I have, but I just, you know. Like, mm-hmm. someone played oh, that
1: man. game and was like, we could do that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. And and they made a bunch of different games. Uh, Daniel was also playing this racing one. I don't remember what it's called, but uh, I did not play that one. And it looks like literally the most chaotic. Um, racing game ever because it was back when there was no technology to be able to play at least the game itself didn't support multiplayer as far as i'm aware maybe it did um and obviously didn't have online online multiplayer so your goal is to go through these races and you're it's um caveman themed so you're (laughs) a caveman and you're driving around these eras of the world and of culture and of life. So like when I watched him play it, he went through Egypt, like ancient Egypt, He went through Atlantis and medieval England. And you're supposed <laughs> to collect these arrowheads and you have to complete the race collecting these arrowheads. You have to get all the arrowheads and uh, be first place. But the physics in this game is absolutely wild. I wish I remembered the name of it, but if you search Pangea Studios or Pangea game, uh, racing game or whatever, I'm sure you could find it. It's actually obscene, and going backwards is just as fast as going forwards. So oh, he would, wow. he, I was watching him play. He was like zooming around. He would hit one bump, it would flip him around entirely, just like entirely one eighty, and then he would just start driving backwards, and he's going just as fast. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So anyway, um, I was open up to that door. You know what? Yeah, I need to take the I need to take the minus one for backlog off because I don't like, I have and I deserve it because <laughs> that was that was effort I put into that game. That was so I have
1: to ask you guys, I feel like we just got Shelly's. What is the most obscure game you've probably ever played?
2: Oh, well, I don't know. maybe that at this point,
3: but that was new as of this week, so... Yeah. Before that's
2: that, a though. T- that's a tough one for me.
0: Before
3: that, I mean, I've it's... played a
2: lot of games.
3: I feel like, for me, not very obscure, because I feel like I'm not, especially compared to you, LJ, I'm like, I don't think i play as many games, but I think growing up, mm. um, I did play some super niche games. I played, I remember those, but they were always, like, one. brand connected for me. Like, I used to play these, uh, computer games. I I played, like, a Minnesota cute one, which, you know, VeggieTales, that's, yeah, it's VeggieTales. Um, I used to play a Brother Bear computer game, and I loved that, I still love that movie, so, like, that was part of it. And then, um, also, there was a Tarzan computer game, and there was a Little Pet Shop, Little Pet Shop. There was a My Little Pony game that I was... Uh, that i played all the time and it your entire goal i remember was you're trying to help the pony ascend to become a pegasus and fly off to heaven Um, (laughs) and this was way before like (laughs) friendship is magic like this is the old school my little pony you were actually like raising a pony and trying to help it get get to heaven i was really really bad at games back then i'm sure it was way easier um and then there's also, like, I, th- I think for me, like, most niche games I think of, like, are always the really, really weird branded games. Um, so that's what I would say. It was, like, just, like, in like, you know, we're about to sit on Game Boy. You know, Spongebob games. Like, just really weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I, at that point, they're not actually niche because they're branded.
2: Definitely a lot of licensed stuff for me as well. Like Actually, yeah. that
3: reminds me, too. There was a... Mine's,
1: mine's licensed.
3: I am keep remembering other niche games that I played. Uh, I, I rediscovered the powder toy, which is a game I used to play all the time um, just in middle school on library computers and this is like a visceral memory that I have and this is a memory that other people have even if they didn't play the power toy on the middle school computers they know people who played power toy on the middle school computers. <laughs> you have like this material and you can create things with it and you can blow things. I mostly liked blowing things up. Um, if you look up the Power Tour, I'm sure you can find it. But apparently, it's free on Steam Deck, and I got it. <laughs> so Ooh, nice. I was really excited about it, um, because I had been looking for, to play this game for so long, after so many years of not, and I finally found it. So that, that I think, would have been the niche game, but it's like, clearly it's not niche enough. Clearly a lot of other people played it, so that's
1: that. I don't remember how I got mine, but it was m M&M, <laughs> The Lost Formulas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> which was a math game i PC. played a bunch
3: i played a, a typing star wars game that's sort of that's similar awesome. energy Heck
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I you i remember say so you were in a car uh-huh. and then there would be like a, a sign i'm looking up pictures and stuff, I don't remember that stuff. the what? sign would have like one plus two and then you'd have to oh, find me. there'd be three different numbers on the street and you had to <laughs> click, use your keys to figure oh, out which side to go on
3: that's and each strange. number would like speed you up wow I'm an ms fan. they cared about your education i love
1: that yeah it's <laughs> so weird I looked up Eminem Racing and I was like, I guess there was one for the 3DS and I don't know what that's all about, but Lost oh Formulas. That was that was that's it. So what about you, LJ? Um,
2: my uh, I I remember in my so I'm looking at screenshots. There was a game. you doing the research. And well, I had to look because it was the one that popped into my head, and it's a game called The Journeyman Project, and it was on PC. And apparently, there's like four of these, which I had no idea, but it was like an adventure game. Almost like a text-based, text-based adventure. And it's just like had this weird still imagery like FMV stuff. Um, yeah, it's called The Journeyman Project. It is so, like, I only have memories of this game, but like there's definitely certain things you gotta, you know, it's like like an old text-based adventure thing. It was just so, like, I remember like it's probably the most niche thing I've ever played. The most randomest thing I've ever ever played. Um... Yeah, it definitely goes up there. Like, nobody's... I feel like nobody's heard of this. Maybe, like, Joe is the only one I can think of that might have heard of this or something. But that's how, like, insane, like, we both are. Like, there was a game when I was, know, I was just...
1: in kindergarten, and I don't even know what I was supposed to do, what it was called, but you were running around a planet, and then you'd find a rocket, and then, mm-hmm. like, the rocket wouldn't work. And I don't think I got any farther in that game, besides, like, I think I was supposed to go find the parts of the rocket. I could never get the rocket to work. You know... Um, I
3: truly think creative creativity in the video game space has uh, been diminished. I think the most creative games were oh, yeah. these weird niche games. I think they were the peak of uh, game development.
2: I feel like I need Super to look at like, uh, video games. <laughs> because, like, what this. the heck were doing?
3: Giving that the kids, too. I remember there was a... I, I had a... Uh, Shamu
0: game on Game
2: Boy. <laughs> I remember playing a ROM of... Uh, uh, shamu game oh like on gba I had a, or something I had a Barbie game. shamu's deep sea adventure or something yes
3: movie. i think that's what i had <laughs> i think that's what i played and i'm like oh my gosh
2: i'm sure <laughs> uh, well, because it was like an echo the dolphin clone yes actually echo the dolphin might be one of the more obscure ones but i feel like more people know that <laughs> game than. I like
3: it's becoming a bit of a cool classic like people are like yeah, oh yeah, yeah echo the dolphin yeah 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 that's so funny cool. Um,
1: we can move on, Jelly. What else have you been playing?
3: Sure, I'll, I'll keep it short, just because. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much besides that, really is just Baldur's Gate Three. I was like, it's what have I started? Crazy that I think we're finally now in Act Two, and we're sixty hours into the game. It's such wow. a big game, and I know I complain about big games, but I play big games. I'm I'm the problem. Uh, but what is <laughs> kind of a bummer is that a lot of patches came out recently that fixed a lot of our issues. I think I might have talked about it even last time. Um, how a lot of our glitches and weird things that were happening don't happen anymore, which is really great, but a new glitch is happening just all of a sudden and it's actually really consistent. So anytime, there's this mechanic in the game where if you are um, playing multiplayer, and this is the case for co-op, I'm sure mm. it's the case for online as well. If some of you, if someone else is having a conversation, you can listen in on that conversation. You can easily walk up to them and you press a button to be able to listen in. Um, so, and we do that pretty often, especially in, like, bigger scenes. We want to, to, because it, um, takes it out of split screen and into the full screen. So, but then now every time we do that, it seems that's what is causing this to happen. My camera on the right side just breaks. So now oh. it, it just, both cameras on the split screen follow my husband's character and they don't follow me. And thankfully the solution is fairly quick i just need to disconnect and reconnect but it's really annoying and it just makes it so i can't like listen in all conversations which again it's not the end of the world it's just like man why did all these glitches go away and now we got new glitches um it's kind of unfortunate but uh we're still really enjoying it we're definitely more invested because story stuff's actually happening now i think it's like such a slow start <laughs> I mean like I did have fun in One. don't get me wrong but man I'm like that game is a
2: slow start
3: a like I I don't like that it took like 50 hours for me to start really getting invested I don't like that it took that long I wish it was a little bit faster and I know obviously like if I progressed the story faster then the story would happen faster and it's only because <clears throat> I'm running around making sure I do all the side quests or freaking not missing things yeah. everyone would judge me if I missed everything it's Baldur's Gate 3 and that's like the whole thing is how like you want to get everything so I don't want to get judged and I want to not miss those
2: things I but started anyway. that game three times and I think that's part partially why I got burned down on. like not not that I got yeah. burned down on it but like I started one with me and my a buddy of mine we started the one with the full party and then I started one by myself so it's mm-hmm. like by the time I started three times I was just like oh like I'm good right now I'll go I'll come back totally to <laughs>
3: It's a, it's and that, just, that game's a big.
2: Speaking of big games. <laughs> it's,
3: it's a lot. And again, it's so yeah. fun. It's getting better, and I, from what I've heard, it just gets better. Like, it doesn't stop getting better. Like, one of my friends has already said, like, oh yeah, this is my new game of the year kind of thing. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, okay. Like, it, I know it's gonna get better. I know I just need to be in the long, for a long haul. I just wish some of these stupid glitches weren't a thing, is all. Because uh, they just hinder the experience a lot. So, that's what I've been playing.
1: Nice. We'll get into the gaming news then. Go ahead, LJ. All
2: right. um, Man. Um, we got some big stuff happening, which wasn't has not really been the case in the last few weeks. Like, I don't yeah. know. I just feel like game, gaming news has been kind of slow lately. But uh, not right now. We have um, Microsoft has officially purchased um, Activision. Um so yeah. Uh that's kinda the big thing. They've walked they've kind of got through all the court cases and stuff and everything they need needed to do. Um, mm-hmm. it's like a billion dollar deal. I forget Ooh. how it's Sheesh. easily one of the most biggest uh acquisitions. Um no kidding. Let's see. Uh sixty eight point seven billion dollars and they now own franchises like Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Call of Duty, Candy Crush, uh Crash and Spyro are up in there. Um and some other uh companies or some other games like that are more probably more obscure and older that we may never see. But um yeah, like it's official. Um Bobby Kotick, uh the infamous um, CEO of Activision is going to stay on until Twenty twenty until uh, like for the rest of the year basically, and then that's it. Uh, uh, Microsoft owns owns them. Um, uh, Modern Warfare three and Diablo four are apparently not coming to Game Pass right away, which I think is what people are expecting to happen right away. It's like oh like, okay cool what are we getting now? Um, I think it's gonna be a while before we see that kind of stuff. So, I know that Sony has said. For the next 10 uh i think for the next 10 years that call of duty is going to stay or yeah so both sony and microsoft have agreed that call of duty is going to stay on multiple multiple platforms for the next 10 years i think there was even talks of microsoft putting it on switch um which is even weirder um yeah i guess uh if we want to get into big corporation battles and monopolies and all that stuff like microsoft has uh, there are nine studios that work for Activision. Um, you have a couple of them that are like COD support studios. Or there's probably even more than that. There's like subsidiaries. Because um, then there's a bunch of studios that are helping make Call of Duty. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Hopefully this. I mean, we haven't really heard anything about. We haven't heard much about like the work culture at Blizzard and stuff like that lately. Um, a couple of studios have unionized in like before the Microsoft stuff was about to happen. So I guess we're just going to have to see um and uh yeah like I don't I don't really know where this is going to go. Um but good on good on Xbox. Like I guess it's one of those things where it's like if you feel like you don't have the capacity to put out some of those hard-hitting exclusives like Sony does, I guess I don't know if their approach is like, "Oh, we're going to buy some studios that can." Because now they Yeah, have, I mean now I they have the That seemed those. to be
1: the plan like 5 years ago, that we just haven't gotten anything <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Starfield, finally, but. Right. Yeah, we'll have to see if it actually pans out at some point. Yeah. Um, I think they've really got themselves in a position where they could really go against Sony as far as games go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't see it yet, uh, as far as the single player world is concerned. And Activision's more known for the multiplayer, anyways, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Xbox has had some slow years. Yeah. Uh, but I would assume that's because they have plans going forward to really, like, f- knock it f- out in the park. I
2: feel like Starfield is the first game, I think, especially since the Bethesda acquisition, where it's like, mm-hmm. ooh, should you really buy an Xbox for this exclusive thing? You know, like... Yeah. Um, So it's like, I don't know, it, like, what the story is. And, like, Activision's a multi-platform company, or at least, it, like, you know, so it's like, what do you do with that? Like, um... Oh i mean it'd be kind of crazy like i know we have crash and spyro games on multiple platforms but it's like hey like Mm -hmm. if you want to if you want to take something that's going to compete with like astrobot and some of other playstation's mascots like sure you go with crash and spyro i think um i think call of duty is a no-brainer because you already have at least i i I don't know i feel like i associate call of duty a lot with xbox already anyway um so i feel like that's kind of a no brainer. i mean even though i've played on playstation for a long time but i just know there's so many xbox players that are playing call of duty on it Mm -hmm. um i hope overwatch gets a turnaround of some kind like hopefully they help fix you know the problems with overwatch too and kind of i actually i kind of hope they help help them i hope they help fix a lot of like these like games of service kind of issues with a lot of activision games so and uh, they're making money probably constantly off of King, which is the mobile company that's making all the Candy Crush spinoffs. Like, I saw a thing of like how many IPs Microsoft actually owns now, and like there's a dozen of them that are basically just like spinoffs of Candy Crush. Like, <laughs> yeah. So that's wild. Yeah. I believe it though. <laughs> yeah. So that we'll have to see what that, what's going to happen with that. Um, I think the news, I think that more people are probably more going to be more excited about is that Mario has a new voice actor. Yeah. Which, that was kind of like, it leaked for a while or something, and then they yeah. thought it was somebody else.
3: Then they like, it's like they put out the trailer for Wonder, and people are like, this
2: doesn't that's really a different really sound. voice. That
3: <laughs> sounds like a different voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yep. then they officially were like, okay, Charles Martin is not doing this anymore he's a yeah. mario ambassador and so it kind of
2: makes sense that no, yeah um... and so the new voice is his name is kevin afghani and um who's i guess he's done some like anime stuff some like small like roles for um genshin i think is his biggest role mm-hmm. right okay. now um but it just seems he seems like one of those actors that does like a bunch of like anime related stuff um which is cool i think it's i think it's cool to choose some kind of a no-namer who's not really like you know but just off of this role alone you know if he keeps voicing i think he voices mario it's mario and luigi for sure yeah and i think i think maybe another character or two
1: he's young enough that he'll have you know a 50-year career yeah he's gonna have
2: this role for a very long time um be the next Charles Martinet. I mean, he's got it. Like, you know, I mean, we've heard the voice. It sounds close. And I thought that was
1: interesting. Cause yeah. a part of me was like, maybe Charles Martinet didn't, uh, voice Mario you, in the movie. It's like, so are you
2: doing an, an impression now? Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. I
1: was like, maybe that's why that they were like, they're in another voice. Maybe it'll yeah. sound more like Chris Pratt's Mario. It's weird to me that the new voice doesn't sound more like Chris Pratt's Mario in the movie. So you couldn't connect those a little bit. Right. Um, that just seemed like a strange option to me. Um, but that said, I prefer this, honestly. Like I'd rather Mario sound like Mario and not like Chris Pratt,
3: yeah, you yeah. know, it's crazy to me how Mario is literally just so iconic that this is a really yeah. big deal. But Mario yeah. also still just like barely talks or makes noises. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, mean, like, voice actors for other games have to work way hard. I'm thinking like persona games, especially. Oh you yeah! To be so talented and they are I love all the voice actors for pretty much all the Persona games that I've played but you know it's just a different like caliber where it's like those are just nicheer games they're just not popular voice uh, yeah just games that are voiced all the way through like that um, Mario is still just bigger and better than all of them <laughs> you know oh, like yeah, everyone like, plays Mario everyone he recognizes said that.
1: let's go wahoo oh no and wah,
3: and you got a ten nailer, times, though, you know? And like, he's that's... probably he's
1: probably got ten recordings of like different variations of those lines, and he's good for the decade.
3: Yeah, simply like <laughs> I think about like uh, Final Fantasy sixteen going to the um going to PAX and going to the sort of seminar that they had with all the voice actors. I'm just like, oh my gosh, you guys are so talented. You're so cool. Um, but they're not Mario. Okay, Ben Starr still is <laughs> Mario. They've definitely it's had longer scripts than.
2: Don't like that game. <laughs> They've definitely had longer scripts than uh, yes. Charles Martinet has ever had.
3: That's a. It's just. I guess it's just. It's a different sort of side of voice acting. And now that yeah. I think about it. I mean, Charles Martinet. I think he did do. He did do a lot of voice acting. Um, other voice acting. He had quite the range because he was um Parthorax, I think, right in uh Skyrim. Yeah. So, um, and he did other roles too. It's just like crazy to me. It's like it's. Yeah. Mario Was such a high um what's the word high just profile like, like, high profile yeah it. it's just so high profile that it doesn't even matter if he doesn't say much um he has to nail it and people recognize it and all of a sudden it's on you if he sounds bad oh my gosh which is why everyone <laughs> drug chris pratt through the mud <sighs> mm-hmm.
2: like in having met charles martinet too like like you know like at the convention i went to oh, a few yeah, months yeah, ago. Yeah just i feel and he just turns that voice on like a light switch no matter like it's just like wow <laughs> like,
3: mario lives in him actually there's like a little um, yeah. part of his vocal cords that him saying is him mario.
2: saying different words in the mario voice was just like <gasps> <laughs> I was like wow i
1: the only thing i can think of that's anything close to that is um mark hamill's joker
0: true true ah. yeah like,
1: anytime you hear an animated joker that's not mark hamill you kind of go huh
2: what
3: totally yeah. <laughs> there are some voices that are just so iconic
2: iconic yeah mm-hmm.
3: so iconic i i agree
1: because even people that do a really good job and you're like well, that's not quite right with the joker mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's interesting
2: yeah it's it's crazy um yeah so that's that's it for gaming news cool
1: well we will get into uh the movies then uh lj you watched a few movies you yeah. watched more on brand movies than I did, so we'll start with you. Not on brand, <laughs> but on. Uh, That's on the theme. time October. It's, it's the yeah, time of the
2: year. I, I got it. Um,
1: not on brand. That was weird. <laughs> uh,
2: well, I, I know what you meant. I know what you it's meant. The, thematic, I guess. The yeah, thematic, on theme. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I watched uh, a few weeks ago. I watched Sleepy Hollow, which was one that I had been wanting to watch. Like I was waiting for it to go on sale, and then you I think it even showed up. podcast? i think it even showed up on like a streaming service um but i bought it anyway i was like i want this movie i know like it, it's probably not gonna last long on a streaming service so um it was fun rewatching watching that because i hadn't seen it in years it's a tim burton movie um and it kind of holds i mean it's it's still kind of a cool movie but it's also like weird to watch because i forgot i forget how like set piece how set pc i guess like tim burton's movies are Mm -hmm. um so that also kind of like threw me off a little bit like you can like but i also kind of like that because i'm like okay it's a movie it's cinema it doesn't have to be like you know like on location or in this you know filmed in this particular spot whatever you know yeah it just there are definitely shots that feel like okay that might be a model or something or that might be this um but I, i still liked it it was fun it was fun it was I I, I kind of have it in my head that, like, Johnny Depp is, like, Jack Sparrow most of the time now. Like, that's just Johnny <laughs> Depp. And so it was fun to see him play a role again that I haven't... You know, like, I just feel like I haven't seen him play another character in a long time other than, like, Johnny... Other than Jack Sparrow. Like, mm-hmm. So, it was nice. It, it was it was a fun watch. Um, it was less spooky, and it was more just, like, the vibes. I'm like, I want to start off just with the vibes. And so, i um it was fun it was a good watch um then the other one i definitely i was in a debate with myself the other day um I, ha- I was gonna watch three different ones i was gonna watch like a real horror movie not that i mean and then i was gonna watch i was like oh i should do a fun goofy movie because i just played friday the 13th with the infinity rose on friday the 13th mm-hmm. the other day so i was like ooh, i'm kind of mm-hmm. like feeling the slasher mode And then there was another movie I wanted to watch, and so I was like, "Whatever, I'm gonna go with the slasher movie just because it's stupid, dumb, fun." Um, So I watched Freddy vs. Jason because I'm also like, "Nice." I'm like, "This is the first, like, you know, like before the MCU, before there was really cinematic universes. Yeah, we had Freddy vs. Jason." Um, there was
1: Aliens vs Predator. I was well, really excited about that. True, true.
2: Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, that's a that's That movie one.
1: wasn't good, but I was so excited.
2: Yeah, I mean, Freddy vs Jason isn't really that good either. But I mean, those, <laughs> horror, those horror movies are so meant to be campy and stupid. But yeah. And, yeah. Um, I thought the plot was fun because for uh, basically, so that way people can remember him again. Freddy Krueger tricks Jason into resurrecting. Um, and basically going to Elm Street and start killing and then having people think that Freddy is doing it again. And so yeah. he, re- he regains his power through that. I'm spoiling, I guess, a movie that uh, not a lot of people it's very old. watch in our audience. You get a lot of backstory um, for Jason, too. Yeah, you get a uh, lot of backstory for both of more. them, which I also really feel like was nice. Because then Jason's like, I don't care, I'm just going to kill people. And then something happens to where... Jason accidentally gets a kill from Freddy, and then he's like, and then Freddy gets mad, and so he's like, Oh, like, I gotta stop this dude because he's now he's still in my thunder, so I'm gonna go fight him. And so <laughs> yeah, I was just it's like, so I, 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 It's so <laughs> dumb, but I was like, You know what? This is actually kind of fat, like, it's kind of like creative, like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I kind of appreciate the effort that was gone into this because. I don't have to watch Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street to even know what's going on. Like, I got the whole That's backstory. him being for...
1: knocked out in the van to try to get him to wake up? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: it's so, it, it was fun. Like, People was like, who don't
1: watch horror movies have no idea what we're talking about. I mean, you, I mean, even if you uh, but...
2: don't, you know who, you probably know who Freddy <laughs> Krueger and Jason Voorhees are. Like, you know, yeah. like it's, uh, uh, um, or probably. I think
1: this has to be said for some yeah. context. Freddy Krueger kills in your dreams. Is this yes. whole thing. Yes. So, Jason had to be, like, asleep for him to fight. <laughs> it's so uh, silly. Well,
2: yeah. Then there's this whole thing about how he, they pull Freddy into, like, the real world and stuff. and Yeah. That's I so love the, like, end fight scene. Somehow, F- Freddy gets a hold of Jason's uh, machete. And then Jason basically has Freddy's arm with, like, his claw hand on it. So, like, they end up, like, stabbing each other. Like, with their own <laughs> weapons. It's just so, like... Oh, I love it. It's, it's, it was so, and Super yes, campy. these movies are rated R, they're bloody. Be very rated stuff. R. Those yes, nudity, um, you know, like all that stuff. But it was just, like, dumb fun. Like, I watched that movie when I was probably too young, I was definitely too young to be watching it. Um, I think I As somehow, we all did. I somehow yeah. saw it in theaters back in the day, <laughs> and so. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, so it was just fun. Like, it was just, I don't know, it was just silly. It reminded me of, I don't know, just different times you know so it was fun it was a fun watch the other movie i might watch next week i was gonna watch is werewolves within it was i've been wanting to watch that movie because it came out a few years ago and heard it was good but this was like total fun dumb campiness that i was looking for so i was happy (laughs) so that's what i watched for you cool
1: uh i finally not very horror uh watched everything everywhere Ooh, what'd you,
2: what'd you think?
1: Nobody prepared me.
2: Yes! I feel like I'm the
1: only one that's saying this. That is an emotional movie, people.
2: It is, it is. It is. <laughs> Nobody said it anything about it. like, oh, uh, it, it goes so many directions, that movie.
1: <laughs> Everyone was like, yeah, it's real wild. It's like, it does it's dimensions really good. so good. Nobody <laughs> talks about how emotional it is.
2: It's, oh, man, it's yeah, people wild. People talk about how crazy it is. But it's yeah, real, it's real heavy. Like it is.
1: Yeah, I was we were not. We okay, this is too. So me and my wife were having having a rough day and we're like we need to just relax and watch a movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Let's no! watch this super deep movie.
2: It gets no. super deep. Like <laughs> <that's> <laughs> so it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, but it, so
1: oh, um, yeah. It's a little old now. Uh a year old, a couple years old.
2: A couple years. Like that. I watched it, and th- I was the only one in a theater on, like, a Sunday night or something watching that movie. And I just, like, <laughs> in the theater by myself going, what did I just watch? <laughs> like, what am I watching right now?
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. Really good movie. It's an A... Is it A24? Oh,
2: yes, it's an A24 I movie. So. Ooh. But in what? a good way. I like this one.
1: <laughs> so now I have something to fight against the the Green Knight. Oh, but, gosh. um... No, I, I watched Loki, and Loki obviously has... Um, what's his name?
2: Oh. I'm gonna look that, it up. You don't want to butcher it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm probably going to Wow. Um <laughs> K. K Hu Kwan. Uh he plays um
2: short round in Waymond. Jones. I didn't
1: realize his name was Waymond with the W. Um <laughs> that's, that's awesome.
2: Oh my. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's,
1: that's funny. <laughs> I didn't they did that on purpose. <laughs> they did. <laughs> um, but no, he uh, he's in Loki, and he's doing an amazing job in Loki. That's he's funny. so funny. And so, I was like, we still haven't seen that movie, Everything Everywhere, all at once. Uh, so we should check it out. And uh, be prepared. It is uh, an emotional ride. And uh, there's a lot of, like, introspective <laughs> thinking that you'll, that you'll be doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh also i stick with everyone else that's saying that like how did dr strange 2 come out in the same year as this movie <laughs> like that movie should have come out and they should have canceled dr strange 2 and be like we need to do <laughs> this like, <laughs> yeah uh it's so good uh the budget's not it's not like it's got a huge budget or anything or it doesn't look huge budgeted it's just well written um my only thing and i still think even with this one you could have had more. I could have had more dimensions. I could have had more uh, universes. I'm just never satisfied. Honest, <laughs> when you can have any universe ever, I'm like, I don't know. Hot, there, you could have got even more creative than Hot Dog Figures, I think. But Hot Dog Figures were a weird. They
2: get, weird one. They, 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 get, they definitely get weird. Um, they do some, they do, they get really good though too. I think. Um,
1: yeah. One thing that's interesting with this is that um, it's it's all these different universes, but they kind of like they try to stay kind of grounded in what was possible in the universes and so it's like people didn't just like randomly have superpowers because you couldn't explain that through the universes are created through choices um and so you couldn't create like superpowers through choices necessarily Mm -hmm. um like the hot dog fingers had to do with like a uh um uh evolutionary change that happened because Mm -hmm. of someone's choice craziness uh, they had their own weird rules to it all but i i don't know it was it was a thing <laughs> it's
2: just yeah it's crazy
1: <laughs> that don't watch that movie on a bad day <laughs> especially if you uh having like any kind of anxiety
2: <laughs> oh that makes me sad cuz like i have you know i have memories attached to that movie um and like uh, i found out the movie theater right by my house the other day I found mm-hmm. out that it's closing. So I'm like, oh. Like, those memories oh. I have, like, with everything, everywhere, all at once. And, like, other stuff. I'm like, dang. Like, it
1: starts off so anxious. mm mm-hmm. um, But, good. I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Just, everyone's been warned. Finally. Nobody told me.
2: <laughs> That's a movie It's just, like, you don't... Like, people don't spoil just because of how bonkers it is. Like, it's just, like...
1: Yeah, sorry if the hot dog fingers was too much, but no, no, no. That's one <laughs> of the things
2: I think. It's like they, you know, pe- people caught window, window, you know. But it's just like, uh, yeah, it's tip much of the iceberg for that movie for sure. Yes, it's much deeper than that, you yeah. know. I like guess yeah, it's wild.
1: It just makes you think. I don't know. It's uh, a yeah, not a lot of movies. My make brain you think just anymore.
2: went. <laughs> 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 like, what did I watch? Yeah,
1: so so good. Um, we get into the movie news then, though. Shelley, you haven't seen any movies this week.
3: No. Nope. Well, I watched Coraline. I watch it every year. I don't have anything more to say about it except that it's a really good movie and still one of my favorites. <laughs> like it's oh. just it's so good. So if you okay. haven't seen Coraline, go watch Coraline, please. Okay. Especially because <laughs> uh, Halloween season. That's
0: all. Yeah. So
3: for movie news, um, a bit of a mo- uh, of an update from the director for the Borleans movie. Did anyone else remember that there was a Borderlands movie? Because I didn't.
1: I totally forgot. I was really excited about it for a little while. They
2: definitely delayed it.
3: <laughs> Any, I mean, obviously, everything got delayed, too. But um, basically, uh, mm-hmm. supposedly, they're aiming for August 9th, 2024. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and, of course, like their whole thing is that they want to retain the humor and familiar qualities. Source material, of course. And now I'm remembering too, as like I'm looking for this. That's right. It's uh, Jack Black's in it. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Those were the two names. I was like, oh man, like, yeah, that's really cool. So Jack
2: Black is playing Claptrap.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Kevin Um, Hart's
2: playing this soldier dude who's like a big bulky dude in the game, (laughs) just uh like. I think it's okay that, I don't know, like, I'm just like, let them do their own thing too, hopefully. Like, as long as they retain the humor and the silliness okay, that Borderlands is all about.
3: well. Yeah, I kind She's of playing
2: Lilith too, yeah. which is interesting also, like, so it's just like, mm-hmm. knowing the characters that they play, I'm like, okay, we'll see what they do with this.
3: <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm curious, I wonder when they're going to, like, really, um, like, kind of really announce it. Because I feel like yeah. the only reason we even heard of it is because we've been following along. Like, there's no trailers, there's no teasers, so... They haven't... Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious to see, especially if it's supposed to be out next year, less than a year at this point. Mm-hmm. That's, uh... They gotta get going, you know? <laughs> I would yeah. think they they gotta start kind of pushing that out a little bit.
2: Yeah. But
3: I think, um... I don't know. Everything else has been so delayed and... That maybe... I don't know. if they If they think they could do it by August, that's awesome. Power to them i don't know if they can i mean
2: the last time i think or one of the big things like i think they showed like some set stuff last time gearbox had a showcase around like one of the e3s or something so yeah. i'm like it's been a while <laughs> they definitely definitely yeah so mm-hmm. I, i'm i'm just looking for i just want to see the like the trailer now like um mm-hmm.
3: yeah i think we need to see it i think it'd be really s- super funny if they did the like you know the art style, Borderlands, and how a lot of folks are able to, like, in their cosplays and stuff, uh, sort of mimic that with the really thick, like, black oh, around
2: them. that would be that'd amazing be crazy if they crazy did, if they like, did a, did a weird live-action self shading kind of thing. Yeah, that'd be that would nuts. be cool. I don't be
3: anticipate dope. they would, but I think it'd be really cool if they did.
2: That would be kind of cool.
1: That would have been awesome. We've yeah. seen it in, like, cosplays and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly,
3: that's what I mean. It's, like, it's possible. It's actually, like, not, as long as you know what you're doing, not that difficult. And then you could throw CGI. That would CGI be, in, or that
2: would like that be interesting. Yeah.
3: I, I don't I assume they're not gonna do that. Uh, but we'll see. That'd be really cool if they did. So anyway, that's the update on the Borderlands movie. Besides that, uh, we're getting some sort of like rumors that Kevin Feige is kind of not like outwardly supporting, but like low-key supporting. Um, about Secret Wars <laughs> Avengers, Secret Wars sort of being uh, uh, a bit of a Loki Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh. uh anyway that avengers into before, that one i know it's gonna be kind of like a soft <laughs> reboot for marvel like they'll bring back like they'll kind of like maybe bring back some old characters maybe different actors stuff like that will be kind of like a like a reboot so um which is like i
2: yeah i don't know I'm like, wasn't that what like end game? Wasn't that what like the next phase after end game was supposed to be anyway? Like, I'm like,
1: oh. yeah, yeah it kind of was shifting. No,
2: I just
3: like.
1: It sounds to me like like they'll have old characters come back with different actors, and then they'll kind of like it'll be a new universe. That when we would get back
0: be from weird. The uh, most think...
1: exciting is they're talking about doing like a bit of a break, and we probably could use a bit of a break from Marvel.
3: I think a break would be <laughs> wonderful. I think yes. that this little sure. break that we had. Before the show started Mm -hmm. coming out. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we should do that
1: more. Need a couple years and then just come back strong would be cool.
2: This comes in the wake, I think, of, like, did y'all hear about, like, the Daredevil stuff? Like, how they, I guess they scrapped, like, a good chunk of it or something? Yeah. Or they're, like, All of
1: it. They fired the showrunners. Oh, my
3: gosh. Yeah. So, I think they only
2: had, like, a few more episodes left to film. So, now I'm just like, uh, what? Like.
1: So, they're going to redo all of it. It's pretty crazy.
2: Yeah so there's just mm-hmm. so much I, I don't know there's a lot going on right now yeah mm-hmm.
0: that's... I'd rather
1: as much as I want Daredevil to happen I would rather them kind of reboot things and take some time and like yeah. take some breaks and like instead of trying to like the Mouse House is just really good at like cranking stuff out uh, al- algorithmically mm-hmm. um, and just like making us watch things that aren't necessarily good because we just want something um, I would rather quality content, and I feel like Feige is Same. trying to do that.
3: Yeah, I the, I think the thing that makes yeah. me nervous is that they hopefully are learning their lesson with a lot of their unsuccess happening right now. Like why? Hopefully the Jonathan they're...
2: Majors thing is definitely uh, uh oh, makes right. things interesting too. Yeah, but I just think so... like
3: they're something that made them so popular in the first place was not just the novel at the time concept of having all these movies sort of interconnected and then coming together into avengers movies Mm -hmm. the humor at the time also really was working and they still kind of have some of that at this point a bit outdated humor in a lot of their projects and i feel like i don't know i feel like they're going to need to figure out what makes marvel good that isn't what that made marvel good right like, they can't yeah. just keep relying on what made Marvel popular, at least MCU, I guess, is what I should specify, because Marvel's way bigger than Marvel. Okay,
1: Guardians of the Galaxy 3.
3: Yeah. And that works story. really well. So I think taking those lessons yeah. is going to be important, because basically, I long story short, I'm worried that they're just going to make a bunch of bad pro- projects again because they're going to keep trying to mimic stuff that used to work, like, mm-hmm. a long time ago. I don't know if they yeah. would do that. I don't know. It's just, it kind of reminds me of, like, what DC is trying to do and what DC is mm-hmm. at this point kind of doing well um, in the sense of, uh, like, the Batman, right? The Batman was is not really part of a universe, uh, at least at this point. I'm mm-hmm. sure it will be. You know, that's what they do. But it was very different and more serious. And not, it's not like they have to be more serious. Marvel as a concept is pretty humorous. But they need to take a bit of a step away from what they've done and make something new if they're going to try to reboot mm-hmm. things. And I think they have the power to do it. Do they have the creativity? Do they have the patience? Who knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I would hope they do. Then you can have cool stories with, like, heroes that we've had. From older stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, like we can have cool stories of heroes that we've had, but they haven't been able to explore because they got killed off or whatever.
1: Um, like, the last... Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was really good. But whenever I think of like peak Marvel, I guess it would be uh, Winter Soldier. Like the storytelling of Winter, Winter Soldier was, was done stupid. so well. And then I feel like ever since then, they've just kind of like gone off of what's exciting and not like the storytelling part of it. I totally. feel like Secret
2: Invasion also kind of has me a little nervous too. Cause I'm like, why? why? Like, what was this for? <laughs> you know, like.
1: Yeah. Oh, like man. Secret Invasion could have been a Winter Soldier, like esque thing where the story is like really really good and like we were really invested and they they really just kind of wrote a check and called it good
2: yeah Um, i'm nervous about like the marvels too like i mean i'm sure that'll be fine but i'm just like right that's another one i'm I'm nervous to even start loki like i think loki's like two episodes in i'm just like do i start this um that's where i'm at right now (laughs) black
1: panther had a message to say to tell um, a lot of MCU movies don't have a message, really, to tell that's important yeah. anymore. Um, I
2: agree. Guardians was good. I had a lot of fun. Uh, Volume 3. What I was the was point funny. of
1: Eternals, Yeah, Guardians right? of the was... Yeah, Eternals was like, kind of... Was there a any... Mar- it was just a movie.
3: Message to say... And not... I mean, I guess not literally every single movie has a message that needs to be taken away, but I think it definitely impacts the... Gives you an impact. Mm-hmm. You remember it like oh i got cool. I there has to be something to be taken
1: away if not a message like it needs to be like, you know
0: something literally can't something. just be
1: yeah there's just gotta <laughs> yeah. be something that you walk away from and go oh that story was really good yes like, i agree yeah the eternals you're like that was just another marvel movie yes
3: um, i agree. totally agree i hate to
1: say because i even i like I really like shing chi but even then like even in their better movies there's really not yeah. much there um sure. where i think like I, i'm gonna go back to winter soldier winter soldier storytelling was like they made captain america interesting and that's very difficult to do um <laughs> um and so yeah they just really need to and guardians of the galaxy 3 i think goes into that like yep there was well, nothing they disconnected.
2: That, that, that they tried to connect to hardcore with it and then just like oh yeah well, let it, it be was involved. all
1: about the story being told and i think about dc too i think if dc is going to succeed it needs to be
0: mm-hmm.
1: um more than just a superhero movie it's got to be telling uh a story well
0: mm-hmm.
1: or doing something cinematically different um i'd actually say wandavision was really good because it was like yeah so artistic
3: yeah
2: yeah um, they waited till like the last episode to get super mcu-ish you know? yeah i know a lot of people like, didn't like
1: that show but
3: this is a story about a very very powerful woman dealing with grief and when you're mm-hmm. very very powerful you deal with grief a little differently or you have the mm-hmm. ability to <laughs> Mm-hmm. uh so there's something to take away from that too loki i haven't started season two but at least season one has so much character development for loki season as a character really that mm-hmm. i feel like that in itself was a bit of a takeaway and him fighting another other versions of himself and having to kind of like deal with that figure out what that means um i think there's a takeaway from that too but there's yeah, yeah some of the movies sh- shows. guys i think about like hawkeye and it was like you know fun little christmas thing but what was the takeaway of that for me i literally can't think
2: I don't that's a good point mm-hmm. it was very just yeah. oh mcu fun yeah. ride you know kind of a which thing. I, and
3: yeah. you know it has its own merit i suppose but again yeah. i think the ones that we remember which i think is the ones you would want to prioritize and how you'd want to aim to have and shows, so the ones that leave some sort of impact like that
1: yeah yeah like we talked about dr strange 2 earlier Mm -hmm. if that had been this like crazy cerebral like make you kind of like like, it should have been inception weird it should have and it wasn't it was just another mcu movie and it could have been so like bonkers and that one had a message necessarily it would have just been like what did i just watch i can't believe that was an mcu movie and instead it was like no that was definitely a marvel movie
3: it just had more blood than normal
1: yeah (laughs) um we can move on i just yeah Hopefully they learn. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. We will get into uh TV then. TV we've been watching. I'll talk a little bit about Loki. There's I don't want to give a lot away. Um as I said, the actor from Everywhere Everything Everywhere All at Once is in it, and I think that's been really great. Um You can definitely see I don't remember their names or the person's name. Um but there's a writer from Rick and Morty that uh has been working on Loki and that <gasps> fingerprint is definitely there in this season uh in a good way uh it's really kind of cool to see um rick and morny kind of like there, there's rick and morny humor but it's not like the vulgar humor that you're used to it's just right. that, like rick and morny humor can be so smart sometimes yes and uh that is translated it feels the like
2: show. it's on on brand for that writer Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it's not necessarily like inappropriate humor it's just um like really well written humor um so i'm really really appreciating that the first episode was uh a lot of plot a lot of going on i know that ign really didn't give it a lot of love but i thought it was great um i think it set up a lot of things that hopefully pay out we'll have to see um while also like making you kind of suspenseful the whole time um there were mysteries that were happening, things that they were going to figure figured out throughout the season. Some reveals that I was like, oh, what does that mean? Um, excited for that. Episode 2, less of that and more of just like, hey, remember that you like Loki? <laughs> just in case you forgot. <laughs> and so it's just all like Loki being like all the things that make Loki cool to people. Mm-hmm. Um, or attractive to people. Uh, he literally has this scene where he's just walking. And he's walking with such swagger; it's ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm like, we get it, okay. <laughs> um, that's funny. But that was that was really cool. And Shelly, you brought up the character development that you got from season one. I think that's really showcased in episode two of nice. of Loki. Um, they're like, this is how far he's come. Um, he's kind of reminded of who he was, and um, they also, you know, pick at him a little bit and say, you know, what stuff he still needs to work on. Um, yeah, I'm I'm loving the show. I really like Loki. Uh, it's so weird that it is Loki, I guess. Like Loki and time <laughs> travel is such a and now dimensions um, was such a weird thing to do. But um, I mean, I guess it's a comic book series, right?
2: And I think this is the first second season they've done of a show, right? I mean, at least for like the Marvel stuff. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I think it's all been like one time things until now.
1: Yeah. I was trying to think this is the only one. Um but
0: crazy.
1: I think it's I think it's good. I know not everyone's giving it as much love as I am, mm. but I I really like season one. I'll this check season, it
2: out. Like I, I really need to. Yeah. It's cool. I've been nervous. <laughs> uh,
1: the other thing is I finished Ahsoka. I don't Ooh, think I finished Ahsoka. Nice. Last time we talked. Um It does not end the way that people um are like, gonna be excited about, is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, that kind of, we kind of saw that coming. Uh, I was say,
3: hopefully, this isn't a spoiler. I haven't watched the show, but I heard that they're making a movie of some kind. Yes. So, I guess that checks so
1: out. So, everything, like, yeah, if you thought that you're gonna get this conclusive season that felt like a. Oh, gosh. Like an ending, uh, you're not gonna get it. And uh, also ray stevenson is that his name Balin skull yeah Uh, i knew this was going to happen um but Balin skull is my he's become my favorite character in star wars um 100 and so for the actor to have passed away and then for him to end and it's clearly they had plans for him um and i hope that they actually continue the character i don't know how he felt about being replaced um but i hope that he was okay with it and that they're going to go forward with his story um but uh it just has such an unsatisfying end and that's even less so because he had passed away before that last mm. episode was finished And so it gets a cool moment um definitely like, I'm sure that he's proud of it being um one of the last moments he was on screen um the last moment he was on screen it's a cool it's a cool moment for the for the character and for the actor but um it left you wanting so much more (laughs) um they just set up this really intriguing story for him and it never got completed so Mm. i hope they're able to do so and not just leave it where they did but um yeah no i liked ahsoka i've seen a lot of hate for it but i think it's for me it's andor and then ahsoka is my number two for shows um my wife says ahsoka is her favorite one she Mm. liked the uh just how fantastical it is it's very fantasy driven um sweet which we kind of needed we've gotten a lot of like westerns and Andor was and was more like grounded so this one is like very lord of the rings nice. darnia feeling it was really cool but that's the shows that i've been watching um shelly what have you been watching
0: um,
3: not much, but I did start Horimiya Season 2 with Daniel. We've only watched like a handful nice. of episodes. It's not a direct sequel per se to Horimiya Season 1. It's kind of like an in between quill. <laughs> it basically is showing off- it's like a- Horimiya Season 1 was pretty streamlined. Like, it showed off different characters, but the timeline was like fairly consistent. But season two, the timeline is not very consistent. It kind of jumps into different parts of, like, their relationship and things that, like, basically fit into season one. Like, I'm sure someone has already watched all season two and has found where each episode would be in the sort of, like, timeline. And maybe there are some that kind of take place a little bit after season one, but I feel like season one um, ended pretty conclusively, so... Which I think is cool. I, I, I'm i a fan of the, like, oh, we're just getting more... We're kind of just getting more of what we got in Season 1. And that's fine with me. Because it's new. It's still, like, kind of original stuff. And it's still, like, talk about the character development. But you can kind of... There's, like, different ways you can gauge kind of, like, what the timing frame is uh, in Season 1. Sort of depending on how the characters, like, interact with each other. Which I think is pretty cool. But it's still just good and and cheesy and nice i mean it's not that cheesy it's kind of cheesy it's just like a soft (laughs) romance slice of life like it's just pure slice of life there's no stakes right like they're just high schoolers they're self-conscious they want to succeed they have hopes and dreams they like relationships like it's just I, i don't get to watch a lot of like pure slice, slice of life stuff so this is like definitely my favorite of that genre i mean Kaguya, kaguya sorry um kaguya sama loves war i guess it is a slice of life so i guess that would still kind of be my favorite because but it's like so comedic whereas this is very much like the wholesome sort of side of like slice of life of they're just kind of going about their day and they're, they're having these interactions and they're really cute um most of the time and yeah just very sweet so far who knows? Maybe season end of season two things go crazy, but
1: no. I, I don't think so. <laughs> what about you, LJ? What have you been watching?
2: Um, I've been keeping with the theme a little bit and um it's more of just to like balance, you know, the stuff I'm I'm watching because there was a year where like I felt like I wasn't sleeping right because I watched so much like spooky stuff one like one October. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna balance this out right. Um because i don't want that to happen again Mm. so i was i started watching um the grim adventures of billy and mandy again oh my gosh from from back in the day oh Oh my my gosh gosh. it is just so good it is so good i'm just like man like and it's one of those shows i hadn't seen in so long but every time there's an episode that comes on that i'm like oh i remember this like it's just like it brings back a feeling of like of nostalgia again like but I'm just like, oh, man, when, like, just being a kid and not having to worry about a bunch of the stuff I have to worry about now, like, mm-hmm. uh, it was just so good. There's some episodes that I'm like, oh, I remember this one. I really like it. Like, this is, oh, like, uh, it was just, it was nice just to watch again and just, it was one, it's one of those shows, like, I, I remembered watching for a long time, but I don't, I didn't remember, like, a lot of the episodes and it's just one of those shows i put on like i I maybe watch one or two and then go to bed or whatever you know like even if i'm not quite ready to go to sleep yet i just you know lay down and watch watch a few and it's it's been one of those shows that's just been just been nice to end the day with just something silly and dumb i can turn my brain off and um one of my favorite episodes is the one um where they meet Haas delgado which is like a knockoff of like ash and like snake pluskin from like Evil Dead and Escape from New York and stuff like that. Like, really? and he's got like, yeah. So he's that. That's like a silly horror, like horror based character. And then there's one I watched last night was uh, when Billy gets into Grim's bag and he accidentally sits on this egg, and out comes like this giant spider. He names Jeff, and he's like super scared of it. And but the spider's like super nice. And <laughs> it's just it's so random. Um, I, I love it though. It was it, it was good to go back to so. Um, I figured it was like, you know, Courage the Cowardly Dog is like a good show too, but I figured that's like a little more spookier and a little bit more psychotic than like <laughs> the Grim Adventures. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to go with Billy and Mandy. <laughs> so yeah, it's been fun to relive that show. So that's cool. Mm-hmm.
1: We'll get into the TV news. Uh, we got a couple things. Uh, One of them I think LJ you're pretty excited about is Gargoyles being turned into a live action TV show
2: There were rumors Uh, of this happening and I think it sounds like it's becoming Uh, So
1: it'll be on Disney Plus We've got Gary Doberman who has done um, The Nun which is in the Conjuring universe, James Mm -hmm. Wan's Conjuring universe. He also was a co-writer for It um, which was really good um also rated r i think was it rated r or pg-13 which one the new one.
2: Oh, the i don't one. know not it I, too but just the new movies in general i yeah. have no idea um yeah it I might should, have
1: been yeah. i would say rated r it was pretty dark um <coughs> yeah but had a stranger things feel to it it was really good yes uh, literally had a stranger things actor in it uh, <laughs> yeah. i heard the second one wasn't good i never watched it i never watched the second uh, one
2: either but i did like chapter one chapter one was good yeah
1: chapter one was great um it's so really interesting that they have these, like, I mean, those are hardcore horror movies. Oh, yeah. Um, James Wan, obviously known uh, for his horror, and Aquaman, for some reason. I but, will never yeah. understand that. So random. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he'll be working with James Wan's Atomic Monster, which I believe is his James Wan's production company, uh, to make Gargoyles. Gargoyles, as an animated show, wasn't all that scary. It was just very kind of gothic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it felt very much like Batman in a lot of ways mm-hmm. when you were watching it. Uh, a lot of like even the like, coloring of the skies and stuff. If I remember correctly, it's been so long.
2: Yeah, um, even the intro where he's like doing the roar thing and breaking out of his, you know, just reminds me of that like in in scene, yeah. the Batman intro. Um, I think they get as oh they could put a, such a cool like not that it needs to be like rated R because of who's working on it, but I think if they like. Like Moon Knight, I think of like Moon Knight and stuff. How that was mm-hmm. like definitely like not like M or not like rated R necessarily, but they still had a dark tone to that show. I feel like if you get the cinematography and like the style of the show, you want out of this, you could get something really cool and and definitely yes, Batman esque. I think um, the whole plot is that uh, the, basically the original show is that the gargoyles are like resurrected after being like stuck in stone for so many years. And mm-hmm. so they wake up and like
1: decorative statues up on buildings. Modern day New they only York. come out at he, night.
2: Yeah, I think they get purchased by some big um, like billionaire kind of guy too. Um, is part of that plot. But so they end up in modern times, and so it's them like you know, basically you know adapting to our world and um, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, I yeah. think if they get that dark gothic tone down right, I think it would be really cool. And if they do add some kind of like horror-ish elements or just at least get that vibe down i think this will be cool um
1: i kind of like it's been a newer thing over the last i guess decade where they probably a little bit longer than that where they've turned like horror um aspects into villains and so it'll be i think supernatural kind of really brought that to light so they would do like supernatural originally were these like horror tropes but then they were just the bad guys um They could definitely do that, I think, with gargoyles and have these kind of very like supernatural, almost horror esque elements. Mm-hmm. But then the gargoyles are going after him. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you I have mean, that gothic tone it could be really cool.
2: There's definitely a lot more to it. Um, Constantine, another example. yeah. So there, there's definitely like it's been a while since I've seen the show, but there's. Um, it, it's there's definitely kind of a twist of you know oh who you know they think is their ally it turns out to be the villain kind of a thing um yeah you know um so it's kind of them like realizing what's good and what's bad and stuff like that and um I, yeah i just think it'd be so good you you definitely have to get keith david to reprise his role as goliath since he's still alive and kicking i think you, you <laughs> need to get him to reprise his role but then they can kind of figure out what they want to do with uh, the other guys. I actually have; they have a dog in it named Bronx, like a Gargoyle dog. I have a collectible, a NECA collectible. I got that sits on my desk because, like, I'm oh, obsessed. So I was oh, like, yeah. I have this right here. Like, I'm just like, so man, cool. yeah. So I hope it, I hope it becomes a thing. I, Gargoyles is super niche, super super niche from breaking the day. They're remastering a; I think it comes out this week, but a Sega Genesis video game. Um, that they're giving, like, a cel-shaded style from the show to the game. So, I'm like, I hope fans, like, come out of hiding and be like, hey, we want more of this, like, let's do it. Like, find a way to bring it to a new audience is is my pitch for it, you know? So, yeah. get people to go back and watch that old show. So, yeah, that's my kind of geeking out. Like, that's <laughs> where I get to, I get, got to go off a little bit, then I'm, I'm happy about it, so. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, totally. Yeah.
1: Uh, the other thing is, is a thing. <laughs> uh, we have a trailer for Dragon Ball Daima, which is like Dragon Ball had to do with like Kid Goku, yep. and then you had Dragon Ball GT had Kid Goku, um, and so now Dragon Ball Daima they're all kids, but they're not really kids. They're more like babies, like toddlers in this. He um, almost looks like he's wearing a diaper. <clears throat>
2: It's weird because it looks from what I've seen, it definitely looks like their style looks a little bit older to me than Kid Goku, kind of like, or just it's a different art style like than Kid Goku originally was. So um, you think he
1: looks like he looks like he's more grown up?
2: Oh, not, not I don't know. From from what I've seen, because they haven't showed very much, like the art style to me looks like they're gonna be a little bit older, but like I don't know how much older. Because Goku was pretty small in Dragon Ball, and then even in GT. <clears throat> And it sounds like the plot is just gonna be oh a wish is granted to make them all kids again, which was the plot of G. Yeah. So, so I don't know. At least from what I saw, they looked a little bit older than than like babies. But uh, then uh, I had to laugh at one of the TikToks I saw because they literally played the old Muppet Babies theme song with the trailer, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like y'all y'all aren't wrong <laughs> on that one. Um, so,
1: um. I just thought about this. We haven't had a teenage... Yeah, he's like we're... He's literally wearing a diaper in one of them.
2: Oh, that's I funny. I understand.
1: Oh uh We never got a teenage Goku. That would have been cool.
2: So, I think Goku was probably teenage age when he first met Piccolo, I think. He was still a young adult. Because okay. um, that's when he fought the Demon King Piccolo. He was still pretty young. And then he had just had Gohan like in Dragon Ball Z like when... Like Raditz came around, you know. Go or Gohan was still pretty young too. Um, so I think probably Demon King, his fight with Demon King Piccolo, would probably be close. I think would be around his teen years. I would think.
0: Huh.
2: Yeah,
1: but I don't. Know. That's like there's that's not like, a like lot end of like Dragon Ball too. So dialogue. It's just... There's just some music. Yeah, he's like your wish is granted. Mm-hmm. They turn into babies, and then you just see clips. Yep. Um, Who they're fighting this? like adults? Who asked so for this? Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. Um, I actually, you said, like, don't Teen Titans go it. Yeah. Um, I think. That's maybe... going to happen. I almost rather that. Not yeah. because I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. Um, but because we already have Dragon Ball uh, Super. So, like, why make them look like kids and then just make another show that's Dragon Ball Super, mm-hmm. but with children? Like, and it's weird. That...
2: They're not even going to have their transfer- transformations, it sounds like. Like, Goku's going to use his old Power Pole thing. And I'm just like, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah it's weird Teenagers would be cool give me like uh you know trunks trunks age like 17 year old that would be neat um angsty teenage goku or just have given me more i don't know i just like go tanks that's all
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like, it's like one who more needs Go-tank. this
2: though like who asked for this like i don't know yeah i don't I mean, it sounds like Akira Toriyama is backing it and is helping with it, so I'm like, okay, I guess Uh, you have
1: to... A comment, first comment, I I like how people said, we want a new Dragon Ball anime now, and Toriyama went, okay, have uh, GT2.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the the joke that's happening.
1: (laughs) Um... One thing I will say is it does look really nice, like art style wise. It looks really clean. I'll
2: probably give it a shot because it's probably going to pop up on Crunchyroll or something anyway. So I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I'll I just can't go. watch
1: Dragon Ball. I'll watch the movies. I love the movies, mm. but you guys can hate me. Uh, watching episodes where they're powering up forever is not. So my not for answer me. to
2: that would be, which I haven't seen it myself, is to watch Dragon Ball Kai, or which is basically Dragon Ball Z Kai, which is like a like basically like which there's nowhere to watch it uh, it was abridged in a way yeah um like yeah and it was i remember that i remember so then but there's this group now of people that are like oh like super actually isn't that good maybe gt is actually better than we remember kind of a thing um because there's people especially with the manga Apparently the manga for Dragon Ball Super has gotten way out of hand and just like dumb stuff. Actual
1: um, Dragon Ball <laughs> Bridge is the best Dragon Ball. So, And that's I kind know. of honestly
2: <laughs> the agreed upon thing. So
0: good.
2: Also, I think Team Four Star is doing short clips uh, on YouTube shorts and TikTok now of new content. That's awesome. That's I haven't seen it myself, but... yeah. Dragon
1: Ball Bridge was so good. <laughs> uh, that's the takeaway of this. Is go watch Dragon Ball and Bridge. It's so funny. That's everybody's uh, take now. Everybody's like, just go <laughs> yeah, watch. It's wonderful. Just go watch a bridge um,
2: instead of actual Dragon
1: Ball. We'll we'll end the podcast there. Unless, are you guys geeking out about anything else this week? I'm good. Nope. Thanks. Uh, I just got confirmation. We will be live next week, Monday, um, for 365. Woo-hoo! that was a 365 yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. Um, also confirmed, uh, we'll have special guest Joe Morgan. Woo! Um, for those who don't know, Joe Morgan was a huge part of the podcast. Um, yeah, when
3: we first started,
1: he was. Yeah, a while ago. One of us. Mm-hmm. Then he yeah, got married. Like <laughs> Two hundred and sixty-five episodes ago. Dang, <laughs> <laughs> just about. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the exact number, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we love Joe. Yeah, been cool. Um, I also we got everything kind of penned out for uh, going to Austin, Texas Hi, for the Nerd that. Culture nice. Summit. Um, I want to make sure I'm saying that right. Nerd Culture LTN. Make sure that I got the right thing. Um, Nerd Culture Ministry Summit uh, that'll be in Austin, Texas in November. I believe it's 10th. Um, and so if you're in the area, if you're going to the going to the conference, um, 8th through the 10th. Uh, let us know, uh, me and Colby, uh, Bryant niece Eastern Race will be there. Uh, nice. i excited to meet everybody.
2: Yay.
1: That's gonna be, be a cool. really good time. Yeah. And Joe Morgan will be there too. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. Kind of gonna... doing his own thing. Yeah. I think with, co- I think coffee and adventure stuff.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so. Super exciting. Yeah. It's all cool. uh, but that's all I'm geeking out about, so. Uh, Shelly, where can they
2: find you at?
3: I'm mean, on Twitter at the shellshock 24
2: and lj you can find me on instagram and twitter under lj the paladin
1: all right and you can find me on instagram at cody armor keep gaming keep praying and Bye
0: bye. peace
1: for listening.